We are back on the island. Survivor, David versus Goliath, week number eight. We have a lot to cover today because this was yet another thrilling episode. And we are not a cheesy podcast. I'm not one to just come out and say, what what another great episode. I'm not the Hollywood reporter. But (laughs) it has really been a good season. And I'm really excited to talk more about what I think may be our signature moment of the season with my co-host. I'm Taylor Gaines. And he is a master at blowing up his own spot. My friend, Tyler B. Commons. I only blow up my own spot with words, oftentimes. I just start talking, and then I'm like, well, I made my point, but I'm going to keep talking. Uh, Now I don't know what point I have made. I'm going to stop talking. It is not the sword, but the pen that does damage. And, of course, by pen, I mean tongue. The pen is mightier. You sound like you have a lot of energy today. What do you got going on? Nothing. We're just coming up to Thanksgiving. <laughs> you sound like you're already full of turkey. I did. Well, we had Thanksgiving tonight. Oh, there you with, go. Uh, with a small group. And I have Friendsgiving tomorrow. And then I have real Thanksgiving next week. So you're just I, a wash I, I mean, in Thanksgivings. Thanksgiving's my favorite holiday, I think. I just grew up in a family where we celebrated it and we all would get together and they're like food, getting around and eating food. You know what? It's not a holiday podcast. It's great. (laughs) It's almost as good as winning pizza. I was going to say you're swimming in turkeys in the same way that our contestants are swimming in idols and advantages right now, which for the first time in a long time led to true like organic excitement. That didn't feel contrived to me. I mean, I, I don't even know where to start. I guess that's where we should. Maybe not on that angle, but definitely we should start with tribal because we had a hashtag brochacho blindside. If not in the way John expected, it was still certainly that. As our wrestler friend got voted out with just three votes, thanks to idols being played for christian by davy and for angelina by dan we will get into all the politics of it because there is a lot yeah ty what was your reaction to this i'm i'm actually gonna be like extravagant in this episode with some of my words i'm I'm gonna say this amazing tribal council (laughs) well it's pretty splendiferous and (laughs) i i was actually shocked i did not expect john to be the casualty after the fact because i mean it was set up the whole episode that we kind of knew it was boiling down to two options and then it it felt like a real blindside and it wasn't one that i feel like was just kind of set up by the editing but yeah i mean even he was completely blindsided and it made for great tv it made for a great week to watch and enjoy survivor i really truly thought it was like expertly done on the production side like i Mm -hmm. thought it was a blind side but in a way that we could still look back over the episode and have it make sense which is something we've complained about endlessly since we started doing this podcast is that like an audience blind side that is just nonsensical but this one was very easy to put together the pieces i thought yeah which was good but it was and correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't remember John ever being discussed. 
I think I realized he was going home in the edit because he got to say a lot. But was there ever a conversation that was like, okay, well, let's get John out? No, I'd say that was not a conversation we saw, but I think it was still easy to see what Nick and Christian probably did, right? Like Nick and Christian and Davey primarily, uh, I assume, due to the dynamics we've been shown, but also probably involving Carl and Gabby to split mm-hmm. the vote there. I I think, I don't know if, if this is your point or not, but I wasn't annoyed by not knowing it was going to be John because I felt like watching their reactions at Tribal as they celebrated pulling off this amazing move, <laughs> it was like very easy to put together the pieces, you know? Yeah, and it, it's, you always get to see who votes for who, but I want to know how Christian decided that John was going to be the one to go. That was the only thing that I felt was lacking. Yeah, because I thought he wanted to keep John even when not everyone else did. So I was, I mean, that was the one thing that I feel like was missing just because I want to know everything. But like you're saying... Right, and maybe we'll get that. I don't know. Yeah. Like you're saying, I was fine with him going home. I was fine with the blind side. It was really well executed blind side, which we're going to get to. And it was satisfying. I just, because I'm so curious and I have to know every little detail, I want to know what flipped Christian against John. Yeah, let's see if we find out what happens. I mean, obviously, like this week, we had that clue come back that we talked about yep. last week. And that was a pleasant return i think even though i i said i would have been just as fine with it not coming back i thought it worked out fine and i thought it's funny you're talking about what christian was thinking like in a week where we had a good bit of talk about sexism which we'll get to later there's a moment on the way out the door where he's like i can still be comptroller right and obviously it was funny and charming and great and uh it's I just don't think anybody's going to go accusing him of jury management now, you know? (laughs) Oh, yeah. Definitely. Voting out your main alliance or one of your main alliances, obviously, I would argue Nick is his main alliance. Doesn't... Yeah, it sure seems like it's either Nick or Gabby at this point, right? But Mm -hmm. let's not get too focused on Christian just yet. I want to just kind of get into the dynamics of this entire thing because it was like really insane to watch it unfold like we had everyone stick together based on original tribes more than we probably would have liked but it played out really well i mean we had you had the davids you had the goliaths goliaths decide they want to go for christian which we can get into this later like i said but angelina proposed last week and no one liked or at least that was what we were shown they were all like what does she think she's doing and, yeah. of course, this week, Mike comes in, says he wants to vote out Christian, and everyone's like, great idea, let's do it, cool. And, like he said, we definitely are all rooting for him here, and uh, <laughs> it might make sense. But they do that, they tell Angelina, you know, you did such a bad job last week that we're going to throw your name out as the other target. And she's like, that's not cool, and they're like, well, too bad. And then that is kind of how things proceed. Now, the key moment is Alec... Going to Nick, Nick, the stealth player of the season in my mind, who has alliances with everyone, and it has helped him a great deal to this point because he is 
made a lot of great moves without having to put his neck on the line, I think. And Alec told him, hey, I want to let you know it's Christian. You could really F things up because I'm telling you this, but I'm going to tell you anyway. And I would say Nick F things up for him. Yeah, it didn't, it didn't feel like a betrayal, though, which is weird. I mean, obviously it was, but Nick, like you said, this was my thought when I was having it. Nick is This was your thought when with, you were having a thought? Uh, sorry, this is my thought <laughs> while I was watching it. <laughs> I like the idea that you have multiple thoughts while you're having thoughts. Nick is friends with everybody and I'm worried that's going to catch up. Now, again, I'm speaking in total hypotheticals right now, but I'm just really worried about that. But I don't know. As he you alluded to, to it was friends with the right people. Yeah, he's I mean, he with played Christian and worked so well this week. Yeah, like he's because he's got Christian, he's got uh, Alec, and we thought he had Mike. That seemed like they kind of cut that off a little bit this week. I mean, I think that's more Mike not falling apart, but sort of. Uh, teetering oh on the cliff there's of so much to right talk there. about i don't even know where to start so it's too much i guess i'll just try to finish explaining this so from what we can tell he goes and he tells nick nick goes back to christian nick knows davy and carl and him have some kind of advantage davy must have told someone at some point about his idol even though we weren't shown that Although Christian acted surprised in Tribal, but they were all acting surprised the whole time. It, it's kind of hard to say at this point because we haven't gotten interviews from anyone who was involved in this. But clearly Davey and probably Nick and probably Christian got together and formed this plan to split the votes to take out a Goliath because the Goliaths were very focused on getting Christian out and thinking that that was some kind of surprise, I guess. So... They didn't split their votes. They, I guess this means... I, I, it's insane how much speculating I have to do to put this together, but um, it seems somewhat clear that they knew Dan had an idol and was probably going to play it, or else they wouldn't have come up with this plan. Just everything was like so tactically well done on the David side that it just was... It was brilliant to watch. And th- there was also all these sub-dynamics of like... Dan doesn't like Angelina. Is he going to play the idol for her? You know, is Davey going to come through? And obviously with the plan they had, he was going to the whole time. And then the funny thing that I didn't even realize until I was watching the vote count again is when it came down to it, Angelina wouldn't even have been voted out anyway. Yeah, I was was laughing at that. And like, I mean, where do you even want to start with this? It's just such a massive... Thing. I almost feel like we should go through the people involved point by point to to, to try to break it down because it was so there there's like there there are just just big picture. There are so many players on this season who are playing really hard, and there's a really good mix of schemers, wild cards, loyalists, and flip floppers. Like there's just a great mix of it. I'm I'm very just happy with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So let's let's start with this very beginning of the of the I was gonna say season. Very beginning of the episode. <laughs> Go back to episode one. Episode one. Christian is picked Christian, to win a challenge. <laughs> do you think if they called him Big Bang Theory and this show was on a different network other than CBS that they would air that? I don't know. Just thought. 
Uh, what are you saying? I was wondering that same question. Okay, so very beginning of the episode, Mike and Christian get back together and say, is Strike Force still a thing? And Mike goes, yes, but I'm worried about Gabby. And right. that kind of set the tone for the rest of the episode. And I think really what this episode came down to was kind of Mike flip-flopping back to Goliath Strong. That's probably right, because we were talking about Alec, and Alec preserved his opportunity to go back to the strike force with the way that he filled Nick in, mm-hmm. while Mike essentially blew it up, and I don't think he could go back to it. No, and I think Mike is in trouble, because that was... I As he was making this move and this decision, I was sitting here going, why is he choosing to be on the bottom of Goliath when he had a basically a cakewalk to get the top six among non like not a star-studded cast it's a star-studded cast but like he's gonna be higher than gabby maybe i don't know but so you have that and they go goliath strong and then davy and carl have clearly had strategic conversations because davy tells how about getting to see so i think it was mike who said oh, we sure know Davy and Carl aren't going to mount some kind of insurrection. <laughs> and then they go and do exactly that. <laughs> well, exactly. And Davy and Nick are talking and Davy goes, okay, well, I have an advantage. Because you said people knew about his idols. I'm still pretty sure no one knew about his idols. Because doesn't he have the, uh, does he have the nullifying? Or Carl has the nullifying. I can't remember exactly. There's too many things happening. But Carl clearly <laughs> Hopefully knew, we, we'll, we'll get Carl on this knew Davey had an advantage. Davey told Nick. Nick said, oh, uh, Davey has the extra vote. So Nick thought Davey was going to nullify a vote and take an extra vote, and then it was going to end up in a going to a rock draw. So Carl and Davey are an alliance that I think might have slid in to take Mike's spot in the strike force. <laughs> gosh what am i even saying right now your theory is that carl and davy formulated this plan and just got all the other davids on board i think nick wanted to formulate a plan and carl and davy fell in their lap with advantages that he was not aware of and then davy played really well because he still has another idol and he Uh, also has the double vote does he? Did he not have... I, I think Dan is the one who had two. Dan has two. Davey had one. I mean, yeah, and now Dan has one. Okay. Uh, okay, let, let's let's go one by one, because I don't want to get too lost <laughs> right. in this. My theory, by the way, is that yes. Davey did tell them. I'm sticking with that. But mm-hmm. let's start with Davey, because I think Stephen Fishback's words on this are a good place to start our conversation as we kind of try to decipher who, are, who landed where after all this. Mm-hmm. His focus was on playing the idol and what it means. He he said, most contestants want to save the idol for themselves, but unless you're like Ben in season 35, it's rare you'll see the votes coming when it's your turn. The only way to actually protect yourself is to have allies who will lobby for you and will let you know when you're in danger. His move builds deeper alliances and solidifies trust among the Davids. He also makes note of Davy's move out going out and doing like karate to distract people from Carl and Nick finding the idol. So what do you make of this idea that he, by playing the idol for someone else might've gotten more use out of it than he would have playing it for himself. 
I think that's a good argument. It's not one I've ever thought of, but it definitely puts him in a better spot. Like he wasn't in that final six, and I could see him having solidified himself in that now this because you know Christian's huge. not going to vote for him anymore. Carl's not going to vote for him anymore. Nick's not going to vote for him anymore. And then by default, I don't think their alliance members are going to vote for Davey anymore either until it gets down to we have to vote for Davey. So I think this was like a huge move for him. I, he, he slid into the role that I thought John was about to slide into, which is like kind of being nice, making friends, kind of going under the radar for a while and possibly stepping up down the stretch here. And mm-hmm. he took John out completely and put himself into that position of where now he's the author of the biggest move of the game and he hasn't made any enemies, surely. And I'm I'm not ready to say like he's, you know, my number one winner pick from here on out, but like he certainly has put himself in the conversation with this move. Yeah, and I mean we should have known he had ability because he was a super fan he's a guy that really wanted to be out there and he got out there a few days late and people were like well who is this guy and he's done well to not rub people the wrong way to not make people really nervous about how crafty he is or that he's off searching for idols more than i think on one occasion that they showed us and he's just he's played well and seeing this happen and saving a tribe mate I'm I'm with Fishback. I think it's a really great move that maybe people don't consider that often. Also, the toothpick. Our friend Wendell Holland <laughs> pointed out on Twitter that the winner of the last two seasons has been big on the toothpick. He got Ben Drebergen chomping on that stick and Wendell, obviously, last year. So we'll see if it pays off for Davey as well. I love that. I love that take. But on the other side of it, while we're talking about idols... Let's get into Dan, because Dan had a strange episode. He got very cocky in the reward challenge and instantly lost. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Apologies to the Hot Cop Hive if you're listening this week, because I don't think we're going to have as nice of things to say about him, but but maybe you will. He, uh, He had that moment to which I thought, by the way, maybe just keep talking to yourself next time and not to everyone else. Later on, he started to get really bossy around the Goliaths, which was kind of strange. He was... This is not the first time we've seen emotions take control of him, I would say. Like, kind of talking down to Angelini and and saying, hey, this is how it's going to happen. Just, like, deal with it. To his credit, though, when it comes to sticking with the Goliaths, he was willing to put his idol on the line. And maybe for the same reasons we're just talking about with Davey, and maybe because he has another one in his back pocket anyway, which Kara is the only other one who knows that he has that. That All that being said, did you think him playing his idol? Because there was a moment that it looks like Angelina, for the second time this season, was going to have her please go unanswered. <laughs> First time for a jacket, this time for an idol. And he came through for her and like we said it ultimately didn't matter she wouldn't have been voted out anyway but in the moment obviously he can't know that exactly and it seemed none of them thought that was even a possibility what did you think of him playing idol for her this is gonna break the hearts of dan fans out there but i just don't think dan is good at the game (laughs) and the fact that he played that idol 
why does he feel the need to save Angelina? Even if Angelina goes home, they're still up 6-5 Goliaths over Davids. Like, there's no, there's no reason that he should have played an idol. Just like you said, Do you want to hear the argument? Let me finish my point. Are you trying to complete an argument? I'm trying to... Well, I'm just going to say, like, it even comes... Like, he's trash-talking in the reward challenge, completely lose it for his team, and his nearest ally, Kara, is like, he's way too cocky. I think I need to, like, separate. I need to move away from him. I think it's... His gameplay has kind of been overshadowed by the fact that he found two idols early and was in a showmance, but strategically... He's not done anything well, and I don't, I don't understand the idol play. So yeah, give me the breakdown of why he thought the idol needed to be played. Uh, I'll get to that in just a second. I, I just to your point, I think it was interesting that Alec did an interview with the Hollywood Reporter this week, and he said that Dan was one of the more transparent people. Like it was very obvious what he was going to be doing all the time, mm-hmm. and I think he's maybe just too emotional and erratic with how he is making his decisions um which we've seen at times this season with several people like letting their personal animuses drive everything like natalia earlier in the year and i I think she might have survived that particular episode but obviously didn't survive much longer so this isn't actually this is more from fishback because i i think he makes another interesting point regarding playing down the stretch here and and Dan's decision to play the idol because he argues for playing it. He says, if Dan lets Angelina go, he's betrayed a promise to his entire alliance, not just to Angelina, and lets the Davids inch their way forward, which in his mind, he probably thought playing it would result in a revote that would send a David home anyway, which obviously didn't happen. But uh, letting that pass, the point Fishback wants to make is he will have a committed enemy on the jury from very early on who could poison every other person who stepped into Ponderosa, thereby ending his game before it's begun. Moreover, Dan is a giant threat and one of the de facto David targets uh, Fishback speculates he would have been voted out if he hadn't won immunity. And he says playing an idol lowers Dan's threat level because no one else probably thinks he has another one. Dan shows his alliance that he'll go to the mat for them, and this makes him less dangerous moving forward. It's an interesting argument. I, I, I'm, I think I... I'm tracking with it, but I feel like it's the arguments I tried to make for like Ty Trang three, four seasons ago where it's like I wanted him to have thought through the moves he was making and I wanted him to have made a move because it's <laughs> all the benefits point. down the road. <laughs> but I don't I don't think Dan is like Ty, except I don't like Dan. <laughs> I don't think they know exactly what's going on around him, but they just happen to be there because they can find idols and they can be friendly enough. I don't I don't see a whole lot of strategy from him. The only thing is I wanted Ty to have strategy. I don't really care if Dan has strategy. Yeah, I don't know. I think that's probably a good point given what we've seen, but you know, obviously I do think that's an appealing idea that he that he would have had the wherewithal to think 
Angelina's going to be arguing against me for the next 15 days to every single person who comes out there. And, like, I betrayed the Goliaths, like, blah, blah, blah. And I don't know. I I think I tend to think I would have made that move. But to your point, I don't know that I would have wanted to be in his situation. Oh, I definitely wouldn't have wanted to have to choose whether to play that idol or not. It was a tense moment for sure. (laughs) I just don't think you can analyze the situation that fully with that much time. I mean, Fishback gets to sit and write it. We get to sit here and talk about it. But when you're out there, Jeff says, okay, it's time. Does anybody have an idol they'd like to play? And they edit it to look like it's 10 seconds. Do you think it's more than 10 seconds? Like I can't imagine it's You can't think through every single situation, you know, like... It's intense, but I just don't, as much as I wanted Ty to be able to do it, and as much as I would like to believe Dan is capable of thinking that way, I just don't think you have enough time or enough wherewithal to deal with the hunger and the weather and all that stuff to think through every situation and think clearly. Okay, so another interesting argument from Fishback here is Alec's move. He kind of just raises this idea that Alec did the same thing that Angelina tried to do last week, which was telling someone about what's happening in order to keep a relationship. But for him, it did not... I noticed that too, did you? (laughs) I mean, I'm not getting to this yet, but, but, but for him, it did not blow up in his face. And... Sexism arguments aside for now, um, Fishback's point is like maybe the reason it didn't blow up in his face is because he didn't tell the person who was getting voted out. He told a mutual ally, which allowed him to maintain trust with both sides and give he didn't give Nick any reason to blow up his game. Like he 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 gave him a lot of opportunity enough apparently to blow up the vote but he didn't blow up Alex's spot specifically so i don't know what did you make of 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 that distinction between him and angelina and and also this move for him that swung the vote this is the second time this season that he has single-handedly swung a vote essentially yeah i think that kind of says more about Angelina and I made I tried to make this argument and I feel like I didn't make it super well last week she's a good smart player but she just doesn't quite have that social grace I don't know what it is because it seems like she does and her back's always against the wall maybe it's because she kind of portrays that she's always a victim or something I don't know what it is but for Alec Alec can make it work because he says look, this is what's happening. You and I don't want it to happen. Let's change it. And for some reason, it's better. Maybe he's just clicked more with someone like um, Nick. Nick, who's able to make things happen because he has an alliance with everybody in the game. I don't. I just feel bad that it comes down to Alex seems like he's a lot better at connecting with people than Angelina. I think that's what's at the heart of it because I do still think Angelina is a very strong strategic player. There's just something that's not clicking with her and everyone else out there. Yeah. And you're playing with the same group of people for 39 days. So I, you know, it could just be that she lost the trust once and was not going to get it back. 
Obviously, the yeah. quick counter-argument to that would be, well, Alec voted against the Goliaths, and they're fine with him. But I don't know. It's it's similar, to, uh, I guess, to the Chrissy thing, like we talked about last week. Like, It just seems like she really knows what's going on and is very capable, but for some reason can't pull it together when it comes to her alliance. And uh, I would be interested to see what would happen if she tried to work across the aisle. I don't know if everyone responds the same way to her. She's definitely a force. Like, this is just another thing about this season that's great. Like, you know, there's no people out there who are just kind of floating along. And I I think that's been very exciting. I mean, let's kind of run through here to just get your take on everyone coming out of this. So this is going to be sort of rapid fire, and then I'll get to a couple of the bigger ones at the end. All right, I'm ready. How does this vote change Gabby's game? Gabby becomes a vote now rather than a character on the show because I think Christian has to realize that strategically she's not strong. She might be your best friend, but she's not turning any votes. Maybe what we saw from her and Allison last week will make something happen, but this week did not make me feel like Gabby has a large strategic role to play. Yeah, she definitely found herself in the right position this time, that's for sure. Does this vote change anything for Carl, who obviously now has another advantage? I think it does. I think it just brings him the opportunity to stick around longer. Uh, We've both kind of said it. I don't think he's the best player, but seeing that he and Davey and Nick and Christian all work together to make something happen or they left Christian in the dark to make something happen. I don't really know exactly how that went down. It seems to me like he bought himself a couple more tribals. The way it was presented in tribal from the quotes they showed from Carl just kind of makes him seem like an old school player. Mm -hmm. Like very like, you know, the Goliaths aren't breaking. I guess it's just going to be us one by one. But obviously he was playing that up a little bit. I don't know. Well, and, I, and Christian looked like see. he had no clue. It, it kind of did, yeah. At the but same time. We'll see. I, we And we haven't seen a lot of strategy from him and from anything, which just makes me think that he's not going to have a big role to play. Otherwise, the, we would have seen more. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's huge impact on him and Gabby other than all of a sudden being in a position of strength survival-wise. We talked a bit about him, but uh, just to kind of sum up, like, what what do you think this does for Nick? Uh, again, it just shows that Nick has alliances everywhere. And I think, well, he didn't take kind of front runner to win position. He definitely showed he has the ability to make things happen. So he, for me, he makes the least amount of movement as far as up or down with where he stands in the tribe. Hmm. I would probably disagree with that as far as long-term view i think it's pretty huge for him because now he has probably something to add to his resume if he can keep doing what he's doing and him and davy appear to be the authors of this i I guess the other person because i want to talk a little bit about nick later but the other person is christian and i'm curious what you think this does for him because we talked last week about how he's been a favorite but doesn't have like that big move under his belt to like really get him votes and all of a sudden he's been saved by everyone else and now i feel like he might be the biggest 
stock down of the week for like winning chances because he survived, but his authority took a real hit. Which I think it needed to take a hit. It sounds backwards, but this could have been the best thing to happen to Christian is he no longer looks like the front runner of the Davids. You have someone like Davey making a move that can take a bullet next week. You have someone like Carl who can just take a bullet next week or someone that I don't know if they knew that it was Nick, but. Well, and are you saying like Christian could now be in his sweet spot because he can go around and make huge moves without that target? Yeah, I think this is going to be one of those votes, or at least I hope it's one of those votes, where they said, okay, we tried to get Christian out. We knocked him down a couple of notches. We don't have to worry about him anymore. He's not going to win individual immunity. He's not going to try and shake things up. He's likable, but he's not like... Hey, he thinks he can win Throwing people under the butt. (laughs) That's true. I mean, if you get a challenge... He was very upset this episode, but if you, I mean, if you get a, like a puzzle challenge, yeah, he could win. But I honestly think this takes some of the light off of Christian in a positive way for him. I think he's going to have the ability to fly under the radar for a little while. Okay. So that's the Davids. We talked about Dan on the other side. We talked about Mike. We also already talked about Alec and Angelina a good bit. So I guess... Kara and Allison are really the only other two left. Do, do you think this move does anything for them other than free them up to start playing their own game? I don't think it makes a whole lot of difference for them. I mean, I got more from them in the scenes for the next episode than I got from them. Yeah. They just kind of seem like a number for Goliath Strong. So it's not like they lost. But the scenes from the next episode, like I'm getting at, makes it seem like now that they're not stuck to this Goliath Strong thing, those two can go try to play now. Yeah, that's what I, I would hope that they have that ability. But as far as what this episode did, I guess they didn't make an impact, but the impacts around them, like you're saying, freed them to make moves. It's going to, f- from what we see, it looks like it's going to free Kara up to unhitch the wagon with Dan. And maybe Allison will go back and talk to Gabby a little bit. I don't really know, but they had indirect effects because they were just votes and now they might be players. All right. So that's everybody. We've tried to sort out this insane mess. Now, the only person we haven't talked about is poor John, who (laughs) sometimes there are just innocent casualties and survivor. I mean, obviously he can point to faults, which I'll get to, um, as to ways he could have, you know, made a difference at different points in the game. But It really was a blindside of like epic proportions and someone who had the potential to make moves found themselves to have waited just a little too long and now he's gone. (laughs) Yeah, I'm I'm super sad he's gone because I don't think he was, you know, like a dominant player. He was out there having fun, but I just liked that he was out there to get in touch with himself and like figure out who he is outside yeah, of and the his Ponderosa video was a, actually a great conclusion to that in, in case you felt like he didn't get enough of a fair shake in this final episode go give that a watch because he really tries to process the changes that might come to him from being so open and vulnerable there's also some good moments of watching him <laughs> decide to order even more rice once he gets to Ponderosa. 
Um, he lost 11 pounds down to like 192. He, he mentioned in a post-game interview that like overall from when he left America to go to Fiji, he lost like 20 to 25 pounds on his trip. And he said that uh, he didn't feel like regular slam town for a couple of months. And uh, the fatigue and starvation affected him much more than he anticipated. But yeah, definitely a, a great conclusion for him on the Ponderosa video. So go check that out. Um, his quote on leaving, I just wanted to read. It didn't dawn on me that I was going to be the one out until Jeff read the first vote. And suddenly it hit me all at once. I guess when you play Survivor, almost everyone gets got. I was completely shocked and was truly blindsided. But it was also some really savvy gameplay by Davey and Nick. And they brought Christian in, is how he presents it. I don't know if he's had post-game conversations. But, uh, by the way, Davey subtweeted this move a little bit. Um, Dan tweeted out some kind of inspirational thing that was like, you only live once, like, make big moves. Don't don't let yourself regret not making big moves. Something to that effect, like, before the show started. Mm-hmm. And I responded with our Twitter account sarcastically and said, well, play both your idols at once then. And... <laughs> Davey responded to my tweet with like the emoji guy with the head in his hands looking off pondering, you know, <laughs> and come come to find out he was kind of twisting my words a little bit <laughs> of him and Dan both played their idols. So he was giving us a little foreshadowing without getting himself in trouble. I appreciated that. The rest of John's quote, when I watched it back, I was curious and it was really cool seeing how it went down because it answered a lot of my questions. He noted that Christian spelled his name wrong, which is fascinating Maybe Christian will lose his comptroller uh, position <laughs> at Slamtown. I don't know if he just left out the H or what it was, but you can go check the tape on that. He describes his biggest downfall as being Goliath Strong. He wished he had really gone with Christian and Gabby at some point because he said he really bonded with them in ways we didn't get to see on camera. And uh, I guess as a conclusion to him, because I think he said this very diplomatically and in a humane way or a human way i should say (laughs) that really sums up i think why we liked him a lot but he addressed the showman's controversy that jeremy stirred up a few weeks back between angelina and john there's some stuff about john uh and his upcoming wedding in the ponderosa video too that's nice Mm -hmm. and he says it was ridiculous there's no showman's i've been in the public eye a long time because of wrestling and i'm used to there being all kinds of haters that makes stuff up or sorry there are all kinds of haters and people that make stuff up in the world that i come from so my reaction to jeremy bringing up a show mance i thought it was kind of funny because it was so far off base it does suck though because there are a lot of people who are not used to that kind of thing first of all he said dan and kara were in a show mance. he thought alec and natalia were in a show mance. really everyone was forming alliances and i think what happened with him is he kind of imploded because he was starting to get paranoid he had the group meeting and said the side conversations had to stop. It was too bad, too, because I actually really liked Jeremy a lot. He's super funny and articulate and goofy in a really fun way. But that was kind of too bad. I think his feelings were hurt really bad, and I don't blame him for the way he got voted out. It's kind of not cool of him, in my opinion, to try to lash out and hurt other people. But I understand where he's coming from. I think he's just a guy with a big heart, and his feelings got hurt. That's why I love John. It's great, isn't it? I, I just—I yeah, don't I think you could have answered that more diplomatically and kindly to everyone involved. Someone's got media training. Yeah, someone says things into a camera for his regular job. 
I want to get into this before we wrap up. I think that quote about the showmance is a good way to transition into one of our last topics here, which is sexism and survivor. I thought Jeff had a really interesting quote about this because as you know, he is always the biggest proponent of survivor as a social experiment and what that means. He said that I think if we went back through old seasons and studied how interactions between women and men have changed over the years, we would be shocked. Survivor is a microcosm for life, and what Angelina is referring to reflects what is happening in our culture at large. The way men and women relate to each other is undergoing a dramatic shift. It's a change that is needed and one that I find very exciting, and this changing landscape is impacting Survivor. For instance, I can't imagine doing another men versus women season. That just seems ridiculous right now, and I do find it interesting that Angelina has a lot of fans, but also a lot of detractors, people who think she's too bossy or arrogant. You could list a lot of men who've played similar types of games, and they're often called threats. Of course, in this situation, there are a myriad of potential mitigating circumstances like trust issues or bragging rights that may have contributed to how Angelina was treated. But big picture, I think we're going to continue to see a shift in how the genders relate to each other. It's one of the anthropological benefits of this delicious social experiment we like to call Survivor. <laughs> yeah, here's here's my two cents on it. I do think she is getting treated unfairly because she is a woman. I guess I'm I'm all in on that because like I said, I keep talking about how great she is at the game, but there's just one thing working against her and I keep saying it's social cues. Maybe I'm just not willing to face it. Maybe it is sexism. Maybe they don't like the fact that there's a very intelligent woman out there who knows how to play the game, who knows when moves should be made, and they just don't like hearing her tell them what to do. I don't I don't know if that's it. That might be part of it. Maybe if I was out there and Angelina told me what to do, I'd be like, stupid woman, shut up. Like, I don't know. I want to think I wouldn't do that, but I think, I think Jeff made some very good points i think the landscape is changing i think it's changing for the better um but we're not seeing that positively in this season and that stinks it's tough because i like angelina but i can't figure out and i hope it's not just because the cast is sexist i hope it's because maybe she was a jerk to them off camera and we didn't know or maybe she is committing jury management too early and they saw through that i don't know i just feel bad that she hasn't been able to click i was having a conversation the other day with a friend of mine who is a female we were, we were talking about a mutual male friend I'm, I'm, i want to be as vague as possible but it was essentially this conversation of like so you're talking you to your mom about your dad. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but it was essentially like I was saying, you know, I don't think he has any like sexism thing going on. Like I've gotten to know him and I, I think he's like he is genuinely caring about everybody and, and is nice. And she said, well, I don't know. It's like that's just not my experience. And my thought was it's very easy for us to excuse this kind of stuff when we know people. But that's also how it's persisted for so long is because we're like, no, not him. Like, he didn't mean it that way. Like, I think what we have to be willing to do is just face it and and address it. Even if we don't think it's what's happening, I think we need to 
be able to like listen to Angelina, for example, and say, you know, this is what I was thinking. You know, I, I, I hear your concerns. Like I wasn't trying to come off in this way or that way. Like there's just a lot of things that people butt themselves up against. Like they don't, they so badly don't want to be identified as this one thing that they're not willing to acknowledge any prejudices that they might have. So for me, it's just a matter of people being comfortable having conversations because I am not someone who believes that fighting is ever going to get us anywhere. And I I think more people just need to be vulnerable and empathetic and willing to admit that they might be wrong. And, you know... It, it just it it kind of is just one of those things that, like Jeff said, is is being discussed in a lot of different ways in our culture right now, and I think hopefully it will be for the better on the other end of it. So I don't know. I think that's all I have to say on that because, like I said last time we talked about this, we're two guys talking about this, and I think that's the best we can do is just try to be willing to listen and and consider that Angelina is exactly right and not not re- reflexively be like well maybe she shouldn't have blah, 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 which could be true you know like Jeff said it, there there are mitigating factors that it, she could have screwed something up you know but it is a social experiment and society is a confusing place very much so you know it's not confusing Ty raw numbers Specifically, one, two, and three. Everybody knows what order they come in. Everybody knows how they work. It's time for our power rankings. We've sorted it all out already, but I'm curious to see how this falls for you. Who's your number one player after this momentous week eight? Number one this week is Nick. Just because Nick was able to make something happen off of the info that he received from Alec and Nick has alliances all over, and he's playing well, and no one seems to dislike him. So Nick has to be number one for me this week. This is a real 1A, 1B type of week for me, because from what we've seen, it really seems like Nick and Davey like, made this happen. And Nick really was that connection point that ensured that it worked. I think for me, I'm going to go Davey, just because that idle play was so ballsy and so selfless and i think that was a really huge thing to do for him in so many ways like i think it bought him a lot of goodwill and a lot of power within the jury probably and uh i think he managed to pull it off without putting a target on his back at all which i think you could probably say the same about nick but i'll I'll say davy one nick two Okay, I have Davey at number two for the same reasons. If you can play an idol and you can play it well, which oftentimes we see it played pointlessly, kind of like Dan tonight, although he didn't know (laughs) it, you have to get props for that. So Davey played really well. So for that, Davey took my number two. In a lot of ways, this is like the easiest week to do the power rankings that we've had because Mm. this was such a powerful move that... It's just Davy Nick Christian for me. Like, 
I don't know how you could give anyone else a power ranking spot this week. And maybe you will. Maybe you'll tell me how. But it appears because those three people all voted for John, they all were involved in this in some way. And Mm -hmm. it was just a game-shifting move. And no one else came out of it looking as strong or as capable as those three. Yeah, I I mean, I can agree with that. This is where I had a 3A and a 3B. Like, you had a 1A and a 1B. Between Christian and Alec, and I actually gave Alec my number three spot this week. Christian did okay, not break my top three for the first time. That's interesting. Because Alec, kind of in the same vein as Nick, has people on both sides of the aisle that he's willing to talk to and work with. And no one sold him out on that yet. No one said, oh, look, you're double dipping. You're going down back and forth between both sides. So for that, Alec has to take number three for me this week. I just think he's playing well. I think he's got alliances that could help him, especially if he can get in with Nick and Christian. I think that is a very powerful three. So for that, Alec, who made a second really big move, even though it didn't look like him. He wasn't the face of the move. He was the voice, the whisper behind the move. Puts him at number three. I really like that pick for one reason, actually, because we talk every year, I think, about how being the swing vote in the second half of the game is such a powerful position, especially when people on both sides trust you. Mm. It like puts you in this spot of like, really dictating your own fate and giving yourself a fighter's chance at winning. And you could argue Nick and Alec are in the best position when it comes to that. Of course, Alec might have already forfeited his prize money and we won't see him at the live reunion show, but that's a different conversation. (laughs) Yep. Yeah. I guess the only thing I really want to talk about before we leave is like, I mean, I just have one question for you, Ty. Oh boy. Long-time listeners are not going to be prepared for this because I've never been this positive. Is Survivor back? It certainly feels like Survivor's back, at least this season. We are eight weeks in, and we have not had a real misstep at all. And the two merge episodes have been fantastic. Yeah, we. I mean, we always talk about Millennials versus Gen X, and I think we started bringing that back up in week three, week four. We said this is a cast that could rival that, and right now... This is it's, on pace to be better than that. It's Ooh, I don't know about that. There was a whole lot of good on that season. Uh, who knows? Maybe we'll get to the end and we'll have a, we'll have a debate about it. With someone with from our, that season. With our post-mortem, <laughs> yeah. Or what if we could... Uh, Let's try and get someone from this season and that season and we'll have a full conversation. I just I guess my memory is just that that season was really fun. I don't remember a lot of huge things happening in that season. Mm-hmm. But again, this season was similar up until this week. I think this season was mostly just fun and then this week was the first huge move. So, I don't know, man. I'm very excited. And I, like this is the second week in a row that Everyone was on the beach grabbing their torches, getting ready to go to Tribal, and my heart was just pounding. I was, like, so excited for Tribal. <laughs> they've they've done such a good job of setting it up, and this week they did a great job of undercutting our expectations. I've just been... It just all goes back to the two big things, the cast and the editing, and they have both been much improved this year. By the way, quick shout-out, because we never talk about it. I thought the reward challenge was also kind of fun and interesting. The challenges have been a bit more interesting this year as well. To have. I was bummed they brought the buoy challenge back. 
but the uh, bags above your head and transferring them, that was pretty fun, especially watching Dan crash and burn after he talks trash. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. All right. All right. Well, that's all for this episode. Anything else, Ty? Yes. I want to apologize for my word vomit at the beginning. (laughs) I was just, there was so much, and I hope we kind of sifted through it as this episode broke down, but I just had so many things trying to outpour from my mouth that none of it made sense so i'm gonna apologize you know when a little kid is excited and he comes home and he just is saying everything all at once we're just excited that was me (laughs) in the first five minutes (laughs) and i I think that's what i'm here for to 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 steer you back on track make it a little organized go and review us on itunes and whatnot subscribe all that stuff whatever podcast app you like Go find us uh, if you're listening on the internet, I guess, maybe. Thank you for listening and thank you for watching. We're basically advertising for the show at this point, but <laughs> which is maybe why I enjoy being so negative because that's not an advertisement. No, I'm just kidding. But this was great and I'm starting to word vomit now. So let's wrap it up. I'm Taylor. He's Ty. We had some moments of weakness. We spun and manipulated, but we survived for another week. And we have to sleep together regardless. <laughs> that quote was very funny. So until next time, this has been On the Island for Survivor 37. Thank you for joining us once again. Good night, all. Merry Christmas. Good at making these things up as well. <laughs> that is right. Uh, Testing. Test. Check. Check. One. Two. Hello, hello, hello. Remember that movie? Uh, Lilo and Stitch. And everybody would talk like this. That's I hate that movie. <laughs> just kidding. I never watched it. I actually have but no memory. But it just memory. looked like one I wouldn't want to watch. I definitely saw it, and I have no memory of, it, of if it's a good movie or not. Hello, we're back. We are back on the island. Survivor, David versus Goliath. Week number eight.